Hi, dreamers. This is Lucy, and welcome to another episode of the Self Made Expats with Lucy Jan, where I interview expats from all across the globe to share their inspiring and motivating stories. Today, I'm here with Nini Fritz. Nini is one of the most energetic and brightest people that I've ever met. And when I talk to her, I'm all of a sudden in a super good mood. And she has this magical power and energy that makes others feel super happy. So I'm super excited to speak with her today and share her story with you all. Um, to give you a brief intro, Nini was born and raised in Germany. And she moved to Amsterdam in the Netherlands in 2016 for her master's. And after her study in 2018, I believe, she she moved to Sydney in Australia. And then uh, in 2021, she moved to Bali. And currently, she is based in beautiful Bali. Um, Nini is a certified bucket list coach and a remote team building coach. She is also a co-founder of iConnect, which is the first and the only digital detox game in the world. She is on a mission to humanize the digital work environment by bringing more personal fulfillment and meaningful connections to the virtual office. And she has been working with global teams at Google, Meta, HubSpot, PNG, eBay, and so many more. Um, I'm personally a bucket list lover. I love everything about bucket lists and you know, living a happier and more fulfilling life. So I'm super excited to learn more about her journey and how we can create our own bucket list as well. Welcome to the show, Nini. So happy to have you today. What a wowza introduction. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm like, I'm like, who is this Jay? <laughs> That's you. <laughs> Wow, like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, thank you so much. Uh, I have so many questions. I, I love, you know, what you do and I love your journey. Yeah, and I, I want to share your journey with, you know, all our listeners uh, on the podcast. So you are currently living in Bali. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've been to Bali a couple of times myself, and I absolutely love the vibe and the energy there. Uh, and so many people in the world nowadays want to live and work in Bali. It's one of our dreams, right? Um, can you share with us your experience living in Bali? Maybe like what are some of the pros and cons, would you say? Absolutely. Um, well, Bali, I would say, is just a magical place on earth. <laughs> like you have, of course, you have the downsides, you have the upsides. It's not all just, uh, you know, as sparkly as it looks on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, but my favorite thing about Bali, and I think that's the reason I kind of lost my restlessness a bit before I was really always, you know, chasing the next adventure and like, enjoying living in different countries but I always felt like all right I'm ready to move on um but Bali really gave me gave me this feeling of like I don't want to be anywhere else like I love to step out of the bubble every now and then um and just get like a reality back check but overall I feel like for me the number one reason it's really at the people I've mm -hmm. never been surrounded by more like I would say uplifting and like-minded people like mm -hmm. first of all you have the locals who are just so authentically and genuinely friendly which is 
I mean, probably based on the karma um, religion, but they just smile at you and you can't help but smile back. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you just, you know, cruise around with your scooter and it's like a smiling contest. Like, yeah, <laughs> you smile back, they smile back. And like, you're like, what are we smiling about? Well, we're just doing it. Oh, um, I love that. And the other thing, of course, it's like the expat community of people who live here. I would say like in order to sustain yourself and make a living in Bali, um, you know, you just have to be creative and come up with your own business. Like I found a lot of people created like uh, turned their passion into their profession and just mm. found their purpose and really doing what they're excited about, like figuring out a need in this world and then finding a solution. And yeah, you're just surrounded by people who get excited about living their best life, who dare to leave their comfort zone and like, you know, move to a country where they don't speak the language, where most likely mm -hmm. they don't know anyone. Um, and that's something that's just constantly inspiring. I feel like almost every random coffee or lunch conversation could be a mm. podcast. And that would, yeah, I think that's what gets me so excited to live here and just makes you want to jump out of bed every morning because it's like a constant inspiration and just like an overall, I would say just like an overall higher frequency in the air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Feel it. You just land on Balinese ground. You put your foot on the Balinese ground at the airport, and you're just like, "Wow!" Like the hormones in my body just vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love that. Yeah, I mean, like definitely Bali has this like unique energy there. I've been there, and uh, I agree with you. I think like you know, surrounding ourselves with like-minded people also very creative who goes after their dreams and stuff like that that is like you know that keeps kind of like us moving as well like yeah. living more fulfilling life I think like you know who we interact on a daily basis and environment that we're exposed to that really matters a lot so absolutely we, like your vibe attracts your tribe <laughs> I know um, oh I love that I love that you have a lot of quotes yeah. <laughs> I have another one. Like you're you're the average of the five people you spend most time with. Oh, I hey, I that's one of my favorite quotes. I love that quote. Yeah, it's so that true. Is so true. That is so true. That is so so true. Oh my gosh. Okay, so would you recommend um, people you know living in Bali once once in their lifetime? Um, I absolutely would. Like, um, but I would say you know it's a place to find yourself and to lose yourself. It goes oh, both. Oh, wow. Ways. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> that wow. just came out of my mouth. The quote wasn't set up. <laughs> it's like there's a lot of, you know, access to spirituality, personal development, like a lot of like workshops to really get to know your true self. And I feel like a lot of people, they come here and they – yeah, they might realize that for a long time they've been living a life for other people or they actually mm. been like you know, chasing the wrong goals. Um, so, yeah, I feel like you can go to both ends of the spectrum. Like it's super, super interesting to really get to know yourself. But then on the other hand, um, you can also get a little bit lost in this, you know, self-discovery mm. that you almost feel like, you wouldn't you wouldn't cope in reality anymore it's like leaving mm. the Bali bubble and just adjusting to the rest of the world ticking on a different pace um yeah it is definitely like a challenge mm. um but I think 
in order to really get to know yourself um, and to find more like inner smile moments, Bali is like a very magical and like healing place. Wow. Well, I, I, my soul is already in Bali after, <laughs> after hearing what you say, but like, I'm sure like everyone who's listening to the podcast right now, they want to, they want to jump on a plane to Bali. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I wish I had like a promo code for flights to yes, Bali. Yes, exactly. You should. Thank <laughs> you. Nini, quarantini and get 10% of your flight to Bali. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Okay, so you've lived in different places, right? Yeah. So you lived in Amsterdam and also Sydney in Australia and Bali. But yeah. I also saw that um, you lived in China and Mexico China. before. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me more about that. Like, did you study there or work there? Or what, what brought you there? And also, like, I'm curious, like, you know, were you always interested in traveling around the world and living abroad when you were young? Yes. Well, the plane got me there. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think I've always had the travel bug inside of me. Um, my grandma, she used to be a stewardess. Um, and my grandpa was like an a airplane technician. So they literally met oh, in a wow. plane. Wow. So, what yeah. a love story. Uh, it's like a, a really romantic love story. And uh, they met in a plane. And yeah, my mom was actually born in Tunisia because they were living there at that time. So. And my grandma always, she was like, luckily she's still alive. She's just lost a few of her languages, but she mm. used to speak eight languages. Um, and yeah, like that's just, wow. you know, the stories that I've been told as a child, how she was like flying around and she grew up in Egypt. She, she's not Egyptian, but her parents um, moved there. So she was kind of, you know, made her way out of, uh, I would say like, Know, at lower society but like just like a very mm. basic income and then went to the stewardess like casting and then suddenly she was flying around the world and had all these stories to tell from different countries different continents she saw the Beatles and like you know all of that and I'm like wow like this just got me so excited um so yeah I think like the tra travel bug has always been inside mm. of me um and then I think you know, it's like the the law of attraction. We we talked about that before the podcast, but mm -hmm. I think once you put it out there, I I actually had a very memorable moment when this song came out from Aloe Black and Avicii, "Wake Me Up." Mm -hmm. You know that one? And there's one line saying like, um, "I hope I get the chance to travel the world, but I don't have any plans or something." Oh, and okay. came out and like. 2013 and it just like really hit me and I'm like I'm I was 19 at that time I'm like I really want to freaking travel the world but I don't like yeah. have a plan and then it finally like started with um preparing for an exam with one of my like study friends um and he was about to go um to China like to Shanghai for an exchange semester and I've kind of always got interest about China. So I, I had like a travel guide um, and I was like, hey, like I, I have like two travel guides for Shanghai, like feel free to borrow them. And then he was like, why don't you just come visit me in China? 
And I was joking and I was like, why don't you just get me an internship there? Oh my <laughs> I goodness. Wanna, I'm, I'm happy to come, but like, I want to have like a, a purpose because he was um, studying there. Um, and then like the same night I was still there and then he calls his dad and is like, Hey dad, I'm just like preparing for an exam with a friend and she maybe wants to visit me in Shanghai. Any chance you got an internship there? <laughs> and then? And then turns out his dad was like the freaking vice CEO of this global company. Oh my gosh. And hey, I was, it's a love, love attraction, as we, as we said, right? <laughs> and I was like, not, like, I just turned 20 then. And then um, he was like, well, send over your CV. And I mean, who am I at like 20 with like in my third semester or something? Um, but then his dad actually arranged the, um, the internship for me. And then my friend was like, well, I think you got to come now. Wow. So it was maybe like a month later, I was in a plane to China <laughs> and I had like a driver picking me up from the airport. And I like found this super cool, like flat with like 12, what? it was like a double flat in the middle of the city, like kind of overlooking like the skyscrapers and yeah, and I did an internship. That's when I actually um, got into coffee because I barely slept. I was just going out every night and like, um, you know, hanging out with my friend who was studying there and partying a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but I still managed to make it to the internship. Um, and yeah, I think that just really kicked it off for me because I realized like, wow, when I can survive in China, we're literally... Yeah. Everything is different. Facial expressions, like tone of voice, like you just can't pick what they're saying. Like you have no clue. Um, and it's like like such a foreign culture. And it's like people spit on the ground, like people like burp after food or like don't finish their plate because um, it's rude to kind of signal mm -hmm. the chefs like, oh, I'm not full. So you mm -hmm. always got to leave something and like stuff like that. And I'm like, whoa, like if I can make it in China. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I can make it anywhere. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because like Germany to China is so different. Right? Yeah. It's any more different. And then I got back from China. I applied for an inter for an exchange semester in Mexico. And then probably like three or four months after China, I moved to Mexico for half a year. Oh. And yeah, that was like so much smoother and easier because I had this China experience that I'm like, mm -hmm. well, what is Mexico? You know, I mean, <laughs> I can do this. Just bring it up. <laughs> but like, in terms of like cultural differences and stuff, I'm like, yeah, we have like the same religion. Like, mm -hmm. I, to be fair, I really didn't speak a word of Spanish when I moved there and I had half my classes in Spanish. But mm -hmm. you figure it out. I mean, like. Again, when you can do China. <laughs> yeah, you can do any, any place. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Do you, are you, like, I, I feel like you're a very brave person, like adventurous and brave. Yeah, I even have oh. a bracelet that says adventure. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> did, you, did you purchase the one carved already as an adventure, or did you make it? Like, did you? No, I actually purchased it, but, like, <gasps> oh. there were kind of different words, and I felt most drawn to adventure wow adventuring is, is my cool favorite hobby <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean like but like we're like i guess like a lot of people want to take adventure uh but we i guess like we overthink too much yeah uh, sometimes how That's do you true. like 
how do you just go for it? Like, or, or I don't know what would be better, but, but you get what I mean. My, my question, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually one of my favorite quote, uh, quotes is one from Richard Branson, like the mm-hmm. founder of Virgin. And he says, uh, say yes. And then you figure out afterwards. Oh. <laughs> and this is like, I this is my motto. I'm like, not yes to everything like you know nothing that's not gonna make me feel good or yes for the sake of just saying yes and doing it like yeah just be like say yes to life say yes to adventures say yes to meeting new people and um i would say that it's like training a muscle so you're Mm. not i mean i think luckily like my parents raised me to be very like independent always believing in myself and kind of you can do anything um but like without any pressure but just really like this kind of giving me this belief in myself so I think thanks to my parents if they ever listen to it um, I was luckily set up with a very good foundation of just daring to do more things and trusting that I'll figure it out but I think the more you do it the more it's like yeah, like training a muscle. It's like you just do it once, you do it twice, and then you just figure it out. And it gets less scary. And, you know, there's these different kind of stages of growth when you're in your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go over to this fear zone where everything is just awkward. And you're like, why mm-hmm. the heck am I doing this? And mm-hmm. like, you just kind of want to go back to the comfort zone. But then you push through that. And you come to the learning zone, you're like, well, I haven't figured it out completely, but I'm, you know, I'm getting there. It's like everything's getting a bit more like, yeah, pleasant and eventually you end up in this growth zone and you're just so proud of yourself and you're like, wow, I can't believe I did this. And you yeah, just kind of want to do it again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I always just want to mention that you are you're you're an amazing how to say you're you're so good at motivating people i think i get yeah you're very good at like you know you're such a great like coach i think like i feel like i'm being coached i love it like like, wow i was like listening to what you said i was like nodding my head and can i can i request one thing like of course yeah can you please can you please create the quote of nini (laughs) like cart like your iconic like cards with co- your coat you have yeah. so many quotes like whenever like in the morning I want to pick a card okay what is the quote of the day and then like, I want to yeah. follow the quote like that's my request you have so many quotes <laughs> Dude, I'm happy to do that actually like let's uh set up a challenge and say like for a month I'm gonna send you a quote every day yeah should we do that I, I love, love accountability that. I love <laughs> selection. That. Oh okay my gosh. Rachel, thank you thank you promise I- I, I promise. I'm like, I'm very grateful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're actually on camera and we just do like a Zoom. Yes, yes. <laughs> you promise here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So China and Mexico. Yes. Um, and then, um, yeah. And definitely I want to talk more about your current work and your current mission. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, be, you know, how you became a bucket list coach and you know, what you do and everything. This is so inspiring. But before we talk about that, I saw that you worked in entertainment for yeah. around six years. You became a bucket list coach. Is this 
this is incredible. Uh, you were an artist manager and yeah. you were also an, an event producer. I mean, like, can you share? I have no idea about this industry. I always like, wow, like what a cool experience. Uh, can you share with us your experience and yeah. And also how you became a bucket list coach later on. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, and that was quite a journey. <laughs> <laughs> So actually, well, to be fair, I grew up in a village, like in the, in the village I was born, there were like 1,410 people. So it was really tiny. Um, and let's say for the first 10 years of my life, I was very sure I'm going to marry a guy from my village and wow. I'll have my first child and we have 12 children. And wow. <laughs> I was like a whole soccer team and a substitute player. <laughs> Wow. Um, but soon I realized like I think I'm I'm out to like explore the world and then I was like I want to go to Hollywood I want to go to LA and become an actress <laughs> I can see you hey Nini I can see you you have the energy and you have you're okay oh. Nini is so beautiful like you can, she can be like oh. easily an actress okay go on sorry <laughs> I mean, I was 12-year-old me, but I still, like, now I feel like LA is calling. I really want to, like, <gasps> you know, like, go there. I can see you there. Yeah, okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> go on. Um, but, yeah, like, then I was like, well, when I study, I just want to move to, like, the big city. And, you know, I kind of want to be where the people are and, like, uh, the high society and, you know, mm. like, the entertainment industry. It just kind of sparked me. It's like the, the, the glittery light, I would say. Uh, so when I was 18, I moved to uh, Cologne and then I'm like, well, now I'm here. I've got to make it worth it and got to make a move to like step into that. It's not just existing and like studying here. So yeah, I Googled a bit and wanted to become like a, a hostess, you know, like mm -hmm. working at the events. Mm -hmm. um, and then I luckily found this like super, super amazing agency or company um that was actually in charge of artist management um and in the beginning i mean to be fair i was 18 um i was like a hostess at like you know like the, would say the german oscars like the tv awards and stuff wow and I'm like, i love that so much but of course i think when you're 18 they don't really see uh, like you as an artist manager but i kept on pushing and like every email i got to be asked uh, as a host hostess i'm like yeah and like once you have vacancies for being an artist manager just let me know <laughs> wow. and then luckily like a year later i got the message and they were like well you know it's like are you like kind of ready for your first artist management job and I was, and then uh, I kicked it off. I actually stayed with the agency for, yeah, I would say six years almost. It was only like when I moved to Australia. Um, and then, yeah, I was like doing a bunch of different um, TV shows, like Dancing with the Stars, like um, The Big Bounce and whatever. So, yeah, I was basically like in charge of um like handling the artists, like kind of being their babysitter behind stage and making sure they're you know, getting their hair and makeup done in time to go to like practice in time. Um, but in a weird way, I always felt like, oh my God, I think I've never said that publicly, but I always felt like I was on the wrong side. <laughs> I was, you know, when they were practicing like the moderation and like the, the talks, I was like secretly standing behind the teleprompter and like practice myself. I should be that one. I should be that one. <laughs> I 
<laughs> that one. Like the host was fantastic, but I always had the courage inside of me. Is yeah, like, totally. My actual dream job back then was becoming a TV host, and like mm-hmm. down inside of me, I was just hoping like someone's gonna discover yeah. me. Um, and then I had like a bunch of different roles. Like sometimes I was like a ju- like a jury jury. How do you pronounce that? Jury mm-hmm. double. Uh, so they were like practicing for the, it was kind of um, uh, Germany's Got Talent. Mm. And then they needed like someone for the, the practice round. So I stayed like a whole day. Like it was like a kid's show. So they didn't really realize that I had nothing to say. Um, so they really thought I was like some judge. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, gave them feedback. I was like sitting at like the, the judge desk and like had the button and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, I really like that, you know? And like, and they actually were like, oh, you actually did a better job than the original judge. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you, you, you've got talent. You've got talent. I, I, really, I really, really enjoyed it. And then, uh, you know, while working in that industry, then I graduated and I got like kind of longer jobs. I went for, moved, not moved, but I had like projects in Berlin mm-hmm. um, and I worked from the office setting up like the production um, for like, was it like a big, like huge influencer event that they had like in multiple cities um, around Germany. And yeah, so I really got into that, like setting up events, running events. Uh, Probably my favorite part was the after party when everyone's coming together and oh, you just love after party. Mm-hmm. And not gonna lie, it's like twenty year old me I thought it was super cool to like go out with the celebrities after. Like, yeah, oh my gosh, that was cool. Like, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow! 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 Thank you for sharing. This of is course. like, thanks for asking. Like, no one ever asked that on a podcast, actually. <laughs> oh. I'd love to be the first. (laughs) Wow. So, okay. Okay. Just a question. So like you, you know, have you ever considered auditioning for the role or have you ever auditioned? Mm -hmm. Um, I think you've got, like, as you said, like you, you see yourself as a TV host, you see really, you can see yourself like, you know, also living in LA and kind of like entertainment life. Have you ever kind of auditioned or... Um, da, 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 funnily, I've actually, I've been to the, I've also <laughs> publicly, um, but I went to like the bachelor auditions in Australia. <laughs> I, can, I can see you. Girl, that was- I can see you. I can see, oh my gosh. My friends and me, like back in Germany before I moved to Australia, we were just cracking jokes and be like, well, if you want to like get the visa and stay in Australia, you need to find yourself an Australian husband. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just auditioning for The Bachelor. It's like, I can just go to like trash TV and no one's going to know. Because like when I, you know, in Germany, it's like no one's watching like Australian Bachelor. Um, and then just, I was a day in Australia and they literally put up an ad on TV that they're looking for like um, participants for the next yeah. episode. And I just like filled out like maybe like 20% and I forgot about it. And then they called me. It was like, well, we've seen like, and I didn't even know it was saved or like in their system already. I'd never send it out. And they were like, we absolutely love that. Can you fill out the rest? And I was like, okay. And I did. And then they invited me to the auditions, but I didn't tell them that I had like no, I was just in work and holiday. Um, so I didn't have like the official. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm allowance so yeah they were like not so amused when I showed them I'm like have a German passport and Mm. I actually just have to work in holiday 
visa. Um, but yeah, I still went. I didn't end up uh, in the episode. Um, but it was fine. It was an experience. And uh, yeah, not going to lie. I definitely considered this TV host thing a few times. But I'm not really one to like push myself in the center mm. of attention. I was like, if anybody finds me, I'm then, down. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I'm oh not one to be like, yeah, I just, I feel like I wing it when it comes naturally. But when mm. I have the pressure on, it's like, I consider myself like a host and performer. Like, I don't know, like it just mm-hmm. seems so natural, but if anyone wow. hears it and needs a host, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, you never know, right? Like, if it comes, that, like, you can be like, okay, bring it on. I'll, I'll yeah. be there. <laughs> yeah. But, like, hosting hosting uh, team workshops um, is, like, as close as it gets. Like, for me, it's really, like, my core motivation is just inspiring people. Like, if mm-hmm. I just thought about it this morning, but I was like, if there's any job I could do that literally my only job was making people happy, Wow. Like all day, that'd be my favorite thing. Just, you know, making people smile and like get excited about life. Like that's just what I love doing. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's what I, that's what I said uh, earlier. Like, you know, you're literally one of the, the people that I came across in my life that like who brings such bright energy and Thank just, you. I don't know, just talking to you makes me feel so I don't know so motivated and so inspired and you know think about my life again um feeling encouraged uh, and then I guess yeah it's the you're definitely helping I think a lot of people and you've done a lot of workshops for so many you know amazing mm-hmm. companies and yeah so I mean yeah okay so you know, I appreciate that because not gonna lie it doesn't always come like the easy way when I told my parents I'm like Know, graduated from my master's and then I was like now I'm a bucket list coach and my mom was just like Nini like <laughs> you could have done that like in a weekend seminar and you wouldn't have to like study for like five years get a master's degree and then do something that you know you don't even need like a license I mean mm. no one's checking if you have like a bucket list coaching license but um yeah luckily like she gets it now and when I'm mm. like mom I just had a workshop for I don't know Facebook she's like Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is huge. This is huge. You're basically inspiring employees at Facebook, right? It's like, that's huge. That's huge. Uh, So, okay. I I love, uh, you know, when I saw you, your, your job title, like as a, you know, bucket list coach, I'm like, what is bucket list coach? This is so cool. So yeah. Can you, can you tell me more about like, you know, you know, how you became a bucket list coach yeah. and then like what, what what do you do what you do as a bucket list coach yeah. yeah it's a whole different journey so well I graduated from my master's on my 24th birthday which is actually like next Thursday it's exactly like five years ago so I have my oh. five year anniversary of like handing in my thesis and you know officially being done with my like education in that way um and then I was like well I'm 24 I'm way too young to just work in a cubicle for the rest of my life and also like I love what I study but I didn't really know what I wanted to do after I thought like maybe work in like tv production and like set up like cool tv shows and stuff Mm. um but yeah I also always enjoyed like and writing my thesis from like cafes surrounded by other people working on their laptop and I always had this like fascination of like wow this is cool that they can just work from anywhere mm. um 
So basically, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm way too young. So I'm just going to take a gap year because I didn't do that after my high school. Um, and then I made a bucket list year. So I literally wrote like a big, big bucket list of all the things I've always wanted to see and do, um, which was also related, like I've, I've set that up before, but um, two weeks before I handed in my thesis, my grandpa passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was literally, I was in the train from Amsterdam where I lived at that time to my grandma. And there was like this huge thunderstorm and I was like grandpa's up there for a day and like mm. <laughs> causing causing like a whirlwind and I had a book with me and that was literally called like um the the book of lists or something oh, okay so me being stuck in the train for seven hours and my phone being out of battery I was like well I might as well get busy on that book and they were like a bunch of different lists is like things I want to learn, like, um, I don't know, people I want to date or <laughs> like places I want to go, like, you know, kind of like a big bucket list book. Um, and my grandpa was like the biggest bucket lister, like he was the, wow. the airplane technician. Mm. Um, and I was at his funeral and I was like, I mean, he was 80, so he was not like, it was not like a tragedy, but he had so much live energy and like he was mm. and went to the gym three times a week whatever so it was not his time yet he wasn't like old old he was still like traveling around the world and stuff um but being at his funeral and then having this mix of like mm. I'm, I'm of course sad that he's gone because i i love him and like uh, you know like he was a great grandpa but I was also like catching myself smiling and laughing so much because I'm like, wow, how good is that? If you actually, you know, if you pass away and you could say, this guy truly freaking wow. lived his life. And like, he could have done another 10 years. But the fact that he put so much life in the years that he was here is like, he could always go on, but like he freaking lived his life. Like his funeral was packed. Like people were standing in the back and like, he was kind of the local celebrity back then. I'm like, this is fantastic. Like he lived his life. He like basically fell asleep and then didn't wake up anymore, which was a tragedy for my grandma. But like, you know, he just left with a bang like and I'm like wow like this is a life truly lived so that actually motivated me even more to be like all right like I'm taking this year for myself to like do all the things I've always wanted to see and do and try out and you know you kind of have a few shots to waste if you just have so much time you know it's like I whatever like for one day I joined like a breakdance school and I learned a breakdance freeze or something I'm like wow and I don't know if I'm ever going to do this in my life, but I didn't feel like I was wasting like my precious time when I just try out things or like learn new things, probably like went on a date with someone I would never date, but like just because I had so much time that I was literally just down to explore or figure out what makes me smile, what makes me happy, what maybe sounds good on paper, but actually doesn't really bring me joy. Um, and yeah, I went like hitchhiking in Nicaragua, like surfing, like improve my Spanish, whatever. And then a few months into my bucket list year, I just, um, making dinner and then just put in the YouTube, um, TED talk bucket list. And then I actually found this TED talk from a guy called the bucket list guy. 
And he just gave this like perfect, holistic 12-step blueprint of how to write a personally personally meaningful bucket list based on like 12 different categories. So basically you have like um, an acronym that says my bucket list. Mm -hmm. And then for every letter, you have one specific bucket list category. So M would be meet a personal hero or T is taking lessons. I mean, you've attended a workshop, you know the drill, but for everyone listening. And that just like really inspired me that, so I basically took the list that I already had and I was like, scratch that, let's base this whole list on this acronym. Like let's kind of structure my thoughts. And the tech talk was also of course um, paired with this whole like positive psychology behind and like the motivation to stop postponing, start taking action. Mm. We never know when our due date is. So we don't want to look back and think like, wow, I wish I had done some more or like, you know, getting diagnosed with a disease or being afraid of like the 30 or 40 or 50 because we actually feel like we're wasting our time. And we had ideas of what we want to have reached by that time and then get frustrated that we didn't. It's like we never went to Africa. We never like dance on a festival or whatever. And then you just regret and I think people are afraid of that they're not afraid of getting old they're afraid of getting old and realizing they kind of wasted their time and yeah so that just really got me the motivation that I needed to get more structure like an actual like tangible action plan and then like 20 minutes after I watched the video I literally had booked a flight and bought a ticket to go and touch hands with the Dalai Lama (laughs) three weeks later. So watch the video three weeks later, touch the hand of the Dalai Lama. And then I knew I was like, if I can do that, like literally like nothing is too big to be ticked off the list. Like all it takes is taking action and like come up with a plan. And honestly, like the flight was 70 bucks. The ticket was 40 bucks. I couch surfed in Lithuania. This whole trip cost me maybe like a hundred 50 or like 200 euros, three days of time, like anyone can do it. Like it's just not rocket science. I wasn't any like luckier. It was just about sitting down for like 30 minutes and coming up with a plan. Um, And then eventually like I did a lot of other things, like wanted to dance behind a DJ on a festival. So I texted the DJs and we're like, hey, can you help me take up my bucket list? 30 minutes later, they sent me what? an ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and they sent me an artist ticket. And, like, I had, like, basically wow. three days festival for free, food included. And just because I asked. Like, it's not rocket science. I just asked. Oh and then, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty dope. <laughs> I actually met this DJ years later on another party. And then he was like, oh, my God, I remember you. <laughs> That's pretty oh fun. Gosh. Wow. And then, yeah. well, I'm about to like actually yes. tell like tell how me, it's- tell me. I'm just like, wow. I'm just like, if you can see my face, like anyway, I'm just like I'm speechless because I'm so inspired. Please, please go on. Like the cool thing is that, you know, I'm not telling it to brag, I'm just telling it to like inspire people that it's not as difficult yeah. as it is. like, you know, it's set a timer for 10 minutes and do an action step like google where you can take these classes i don't know make a reservation for the restaurant you always wanted to go to it's like it's not complicated like it's not 
cost effective. It's not doesn't require much time. Sometimes all you have to do is ask and like kind of, you know, kick yourself in the butt to go out and do it. So eventually, so I did a bunch of cool, crazy things. And I felt like the guy who gave this TED Talk and who inspired me so much, he should know <laughs> that this message had such an incredible like ripple effect into my life and like mm. hopefully now into the life of others. Um, so when I moved to Australia, um, I sent him a message on his Facebook um, public page and was just telling him like how much he inspired me and that mm. I really wanted to thank him. And uh, if he was ever in town, like I would love to meet him and invite him for a coffee. And turned out, law of attraction or whatever you what? want. What? Uh, he was in Melbourne for a conference. Like, for are you days. kidding me? Oh my gosh! <laughs> and yeah, then we met up. I kept my promise. I paid the coffee and uh, maybe a beer as well. And we just kicked it off and we just had such a vibe i'm like this guy just like totally speaks my language like we just have the exact same like vision and mission um and then he offered me to become certified as like a bucket list coach and they didn't have any like german bucket list coach yet and i was like i love the idea but not gonna lie i came to australia on a backpacker budget like i didn't have the funds to pay for I think it was 7k or something it was like not cheap like a couple of friends for like a coaching certificate I'm like I love the idea and I feel like I really want to inspire people with this story but um I just don't have the money for it um and then I went to a bunch of job interviews in like Sydney and Melbourne honestly I could have gotten the jobs I remember mm -hmm. like one scene where I was actually like you know, sitting face to face to this HR guy and he was like wow we're like absolutely love you you think you're super suitable for that role but the most important thing is do you want it <laughs> oh my god that's a big question <laughs> oh my god that's a big question do you yeah. want it oh my god yeah. but like i think I, i think he thought it was like a rhetoric question just be like of course he wants the job and i just looked at him and i was like honestly i actually don't <laughs> She's like, I don't oh my god! I have like zero spark to spend like eight hours a day doing that and like doing something that just doesn't get me excited or feels like out of alignment. So I walked out. I'm like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I love the story. Okay, oh my god! Wow! And then, uh, well, then I sent like probably the longest email I've ever written in my life to this bucket list TED Talk guy, and I was like, well, like pretty much coming up with every possible idea I had in mind to make up for the license without paying for the, the license. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I could make a documentary. I could like make mm. like, this and that. I was like, got super excited about all the, in Bali would call it energy exchange, but like, you know, anything that I could do mm. that's like also in favor of like his yeah. best time, whatever. Um, And then, funnily enough, uh, he got back to me on my birthday, literally the day, the end of the bucket list, yeah, like on the day, and I went for like a surf in the morning, it was like 6 a.m. In, in Sydney, and then I look at my phone and got a message from him and be like, can you call? And then I was like, yes, 
And then he told me, it's like, well, I had a look at your CV and like, um, seems like you're actually pretty experienced in like marketing communication and we don't have anyone running our marketing department and basically suggested me is like, well, how about you just, you know, kick off as like a global head of marketing, like me, zero experience after you. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Whoa. just like build up, build up the marketing. Like eventually you, you get a team. Um, and then you do that for like two or three months, we just calculate, you know, how much that money, like you would ask for an hour and like basically until we got you, got it balanced out and I'll train you up to become a bucket list coach. And then we did. And, um, yeah, like three months later, two months later, I was like done with the balanced out part. Um, I think I did a pretty decent job. And then eventually they kept me as like payroll marketing manager. Um, stayed with the company for two years. It was of course remote because it had to be in alignment with the bucket list philosophy. So I was living in Sydney. They were based in Melbourne. I flew down every three months for the headquarter meeting. I kind of lived with his family. Like I still love that family so much. They're like his partners, like my Australian mommy. Love you, Tracy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like turned basically turned this TED Talk guy into my boss and my mentor. And then after two years with the company, I kind of got stranded in Bali, which is another story, but remote didn't affect, like working remotely didn't affect the, the job. Um, but I just, yeah, honestly, I just missed a bit of a company culture. Um, and then I was like, well, why don't I just take what I already know and kind of fill the void that I experienced. And then I quit the marketing position. I took the bucket list role um, that I had before. But to be fair, I, I ran like a few workshops, but I didn't do much. I didn't really have this accountability because the marketing job was like too safe to mm -hmm. invest my time yeah. in like building up my own business I was mm -hmm. like well my priorities were always like well do the job you're being paid for mm -hmm. and then after you're like oh but now I just don't know want to go out with my friends or something like you don't have this accountability to like yeah you know ironically know. against to what I was preaching that I was yeah. like oh, set a due date hold yourself accountable didn't really do it but when I left the marketing role I it was a bit like I think Tony Robbins says it if you want to conquer the island you got to burn the boats oh my Nini <laughs> another oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah. remember all these quotes like no, I, don't, like, I, do, I just like don't remember any quotes like I can't remember them oh my gosh I write them down I listen to podcasts and uh yeah I'm like I think I'm, my, my brain is pretty good with that I also remember like every song text so yeah <gasps> maybe <laughs> that's a challenge um, you know other people like it with numbers I'm probably better with words <laughs> um and yeah so I was like you know what like now it's like a, another chapter in my life where um, I got stuck in Germany um, over Christmas, couldn't fly back to Bali. And I was like, you know what? Like I quit the marketing role. I yeah, I just moved out of like a very incredible house I was living in. I was like dating a great guy back then and I ended things with him. So I felt like my whole life was kind of in this major transition from like 
living my best remote life in Bali and like la 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 to suddenly being stuck in my children's room in Germany at my parents um in the middle of like peak of lockdown in the German Mm. winter and then I'm big on you know it's like seeing the the opportunity is like take it seeing it as like a challenge and kind of an opportunity and like making the most out of it and I was like you know what like this is the one time you're not afraid of failure like Mm -hmm. I can live rent free the fridge is full like if there's any time in my life where I can just like try it out and like run my own business and like set it up it's now you know it's like I have like it's I didn't feel like I was a failure living in my children's room because I wanted to go back to Bali, but like I needed to wait for the visa approval for the borders to open up. Um, so I was like, well, you know, now I can put all my time and focus on that. There's no distraction. And then, um, yeah, I pretty much built up the work happiness project, which is team building for remote companies. And I kicked off with the bucket list workshop only. And then, I created a bunch of other workshops around it to basically help people work from anywhere and feel connected with everyone and like live their best bucket list lives and yeah, just live their life up to the fullest. I think, you know, that's what I'm pretty good at myself. So I just want to take this gift and share it with others and help them live their best lives. Cause sometimes all you need is like this one quote that really resonates with you or this like little motivation um because again it's not rocket science it's just someone telling you is like just do it (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) I'm hey you're my Tony Robbins Nini you're my Tony Robbins like literally like you're just I'm just I like you know I needed it I needed you like honestly like your speech today is like it's just like it's like a wake up call even to me. I'm like, what? I'm just like speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like, wow. I'm, like, I'm literally just being myself. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's a secret, you know, everybody just like find something you're passionate about and like share it with the world and then it's easy, you know? It's like not that, you know, it's always like a smooth ride. Of course, it comes with its fair share of like roller coaster challenges but if you have like a powerful why and like this very intrinsic motivation to like mm. believe that this is your purpose and it's actually going to make hopefully make the world a better place um when you find your god-given talent and share it with the world like your 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 energy becomes like an infinite source of energy i feel like it never makes you tired it gives you more energy to do it like sometimes i run workshops at like 3 a.m at night and then I have so much energy I don't know what to do with it because it gets me so <laughs> I'm like I don't want to go back to sleep I just want to go out and hack the world <laughs> yeah. wow I mean there I learned so 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 much from you today one one thing the yeah. more one thing that I learned from you is just ask yeah like, it yeah. sounds so simple yet so difficult yeah and I think personally uh I know that like okay just ask just do it but like especially asking part yeah personally I think I'm afraid of rejection or I'm afraid of judgment right oh if I ask what if the person reject me oh what if that person thinks I'm such a weirdo what if yeah 
Do you ever think like that or you just don't think and just, you know, I just do it. I don't, whatever. What's going to happen? Well, what's your thought process? Yeah. um, um, I would say it's a bit mixed because I also, I don't like to be a burden for people. So I don't want to make it extra complicated or like asking for a favor, of course, sometimes makes me feel a bit like unpleasant because I'd rather give. I like rather Mm. give to people than ask to receive. Um, but I think it depends on what it is. And I have another quote here that's actually, (laughs) um, I think he got it from somewhere, but he like kind of, um, like kind of put stamped it on his iPhone to have like a daily reminders, like the Ravi, whatever, like just wrote it in his iPhone background thingy. Um, and it's literally, you've got a no, but you can get a yes. Yes, you like got- you already got a no, but there's a chance you can get a yes. So oh, if you don't, wow. everything stays the same. But if you dare, you can only improve. You know, it can only get better. What well, if you get a no? Nothing changes. Yeah. If you get a yes, everything changes, or wow. like something changes. And then I think you'd be surprised about how many people are actually willing to help and they're excited to help. And it it also makes them feel good. You know, it makes mm. them feel seen, it makes them feel heard, it makes them feel like needed when it comes from the right motivation, you know, not in the way of like exploiting people. Mm-hmm, but course. yeah, I think sometimes people are going to be like super happy when you tell them it's like, how much you inspired by what they're doing. So they're like, cool, mm-hmm. like somebody sees that and appreciates that. And like, like for instance, this breakdance day, it was like, I just told someone like an, an old school friend from my high school that I met like that summer I was having my bucket list and I told him about it. And then he was actually like a breakdance coach and like, now I'm like, cool, I would love to learn it. And then he invited me for like this day at the breakdance school. And I think for him, it was also super cool that like, you know, one of his old school friends actually got interested in yeah. what he's doing. And like, he could be like my hero and like show me and like yeah. his crew. And like, that was also a cool experience for him. You know, it's like feeling that somebody's seeing it and like appreciates it and like feels inspired and wants to learn and yeah I think we we underestimate like how willing people are to help Mm. wow I love that I love that I agree I agree with you like if it's coming from the right motivation yeah it's actually helping the recipient like helping the person who gives as well so it's win-win for both uh, yeah. in the end yeah wow I, wow well I, I mean honestly I feel like I can I can talk to you for hours and hours hours but any more stories to share <laughs> yeah like oh my gosh like if any 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 anyone who's listening to this podcast um who's you know working in the corporate world who wants to be who maybe you're a leader manager who wants you know you want your team members be inspired and motivated Nini is the person <laughs> She's been already helping so many great companies. I mean, I mean, like, I, I mean, she is amazing. I'm just like speechless. Like I said, she's my Tony Robbins. Like, oh my like, god, she's, she's amazing. So. Thank you. <laughs> and I love your cause. Oh my gosh, like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I've got just a couple, like maybe one, one more question that I can ask. Yeah. Would be, um, you know, as you said earlier, you've done, you did like, you know, master's degree and, you know, um, and you have, like, you're, you're very smart and everything. How, how, how do you, you know, not, what's the better question? Like, how do you, like, conventional way would be like graduating from university and getting a job and like maybe climbing the corporate ladder or like having some sort of like social status or whatever, like people say. And maybe like your friends are, you know, going that path. Like many, many of of people do that. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, honestly, if they're happy, then that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But how do you, but like, you know, it's not just I'm happy for them, but it's just not for me. I respect them, but it's just not for me. Then how do yeah. you, you know, not compare yourself with them and then just like keep moving forward to your direction without feeling, you know, am I missing something out there or yeah. stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome question. And like really, really relevant because I mean, of course, when you choose like the more unconventional way, and like mm. even if you know that it feels right to you, you have to be strong to kind of almost like defend yourself, especially when you're just like in the building phase and like you're not making any money yet. You don't have the references yet. And like, you almost feel like people are belittling you for like, oh, maybe like one day you come home from your holiday or, you know, one day like the tropical island life is over. Not going to lie, my grandma still keeps on telling me, yeah, maybe one day you'll find a real job. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I, I stopped trying to like convince them. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, it's like, okay, like they're just happy when I'm happy and that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it does take a lot of like mental strength. Yeah to yeah believe in yourself um so what I've learned is like instead of comparing myself to others and I studied business in my bachelor's so in that case you know like all my friends just um went off and it was like in a pretty good university so most of my friends started working for like the big five and like you know getting promotions Mm. buying houses and yeah I definitely like I'm not there yet um but um yeah I think I stopped comparing myself to others and then just basically just compared myself to myself you know where was mm-hmm. I like, like a year ago and like far away from where I'm now it's like yeah you know sudden it helps to just believe in yourself and I believe that um for myself I believe I'm built for endurance <laughs> you know mm-hmm. that I'm just clear on my why and clear on my you know, North Star, whatever they call it, and then just follow that direction. And like, maybe it's a bit slower than other people, but I always check in with myself and I'm like, but am I happy? And when I can answer the oh. question, yes, then I'm like, so what? Like, you're never gonna please everyone. So at least make sure like you make yourself happy. And like, as long as I'm not hurting anyone with the life that I choose mm-hmm. for myself and of course, you know, for my parents, it's sometimes um, they wish I was closer um, and I wasn't, wasn't living at the other side of the world. But I think unconditional love is then also to realize, yeah. okay, well, she's living a happy life. So, um, yeah. And I think that's, that's the secret, you know, just check in with yourself. Don't compare yourself to others, but just always compare yourself 
with yourself maybe like a year ago and then just check in if like you're on the right path does it make you happy and like would you do it even if you wouldn't be paid for it and mm. yeah I can say yes I mean it's better being paid for it not gonna lie <laughs> of course <laughs> um but yeah I think that's the answer <laughs> wow thank you I love that okay <laughs> Wow. Okay, the last question. So this yeah. is the question that I ask to all my guests, but I'm going to change a little bit for you because you're the bucket list coach. But um, so like, but usually go to question would be like, what is the one book that you would recommend to our yeah. listeners? But you can you can answer that question as well. Um, but like, as you're the bucket list coach, I my question is, what would be the one thing that you would, I don't know, recommend everyone doing in their once they're in their, in their lifetime yeah. yeah well overall I would say I recommend them to just do it <laughs> like don't wait for the perfect day the perfect circumstances yes. the perfect person like just do again yes <laughs> and figure it out afterwards um yeah yeah I think that's what I would tell the world like don't be afraid to start like just roll with it and you'll figure it out. <laughs> I love it. I mean, honestly, like so many, so many people, well, I, I was like that as well. Like I've been thinking, thinking, thinking and planning, planning, planning yeah. in my head, but like, I'm just like not yeah. taking action and th there's no result. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's the mind block there, but like, I think like yeah. a, there are so many people around the world who could do so many incredible things yeah. who can follow their dream, but like, there's just That's one funny. block there. Yeah. <laughs> it just like gives yeah. them, prevent them from like taking the fear, that action. The fear of getting started. Yeah, you know, it's like once the ball is rolling, it's easy, you know, it's like a snowball effect, but to mm. actually like get the ball rolling, I think that's, the biggest uh, step that it takes. And yeah, I just know for myself that one of the number one, I wouldn't say fears, but like, yeah, it's just wasted potential. And sometimes I see that in people I truly love that I'm like, I see so much potential in you and like what you could have done with your life and mm. you're not doing it. And that hurts me so much. And I don't yeah. know if that's like something inside of me maybe like you know they say like generational trauma something that's been passed on mm. um but yeah just like looking at people and feel like there's so much unused wasted potential you know it's maybe they're like amazing people person but then they're just working with numbers because that brings in the mm. money but i was like there's such a whole different side of you it's not being lift out because you you're kind of sitting in the wrong bus, <laughs> you know, like, you know what the right bus is, but it's too much effort to get out. And that's like, I mean, I throw around these quotes, but that's another one basically saying, Oh my like, gosh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> like uh, people are dying with the music still inside of them. And that just really hit me. I'm like, it's so true. And so sad that like you're being buried and then you have all these like, ideas like business ideas songs you want to write like words you want to express and they've they've been buried with you because you never took action and literally I could cry when I think about that and it's like the graveyard is like the richest place on earth there's so much potential being buried that hasn't been expressed and I kind of see it as my mission to shake people up and like reawaken that desire for more and that it's you know it's it's inside of us and we should all live 
live up to our truest potential and like make it worth it. And sometimes you don't succeed at the first trial, but um, I believe it's still better having tried it and like yeah. it hasn't worked out and having a life full of like what ifs and then you yeah. just get like frustrated, unhappy and like, yeah, you, know, you just caught in a negative mindset and then it's much harder to like pick yourself off the ground and get motivated to anything when you're already in this like frustration loop so get out of it <laughs> wow <Ooh. laughs> wow 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 this is like a master class oh my gosh like wow. didn't you pay for that <laughs> yeah i mean like if anyone who's listening to this podcast like you know you're, you're very the lucky one. I mean, like, I know I'm so lucky that, you know, I get to speak with her and then learn from her. And uh, yeah, I mean, I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much. You yeah. ask amazing questions. Like, it's oh. me. <laughs> Thank you for sharing everything. Like, it's, yeah, it's just like, I'm so inspired. Um, so yeah, I mean, how, how can people find you and uh, how can you help? Uh, yeah, can you can you can you tell us? Sure is. Yeah. Um, so basically, for anyone who's interested in the Work Happiness Project, so team building, um, I normally do it for remote companies, but can be any company, like offsite retreats. And as a bucket list, I'm happy happy to just you know sit in a plane and travel anywhere. So can be done online and offline. Um, I have the bucket list workshop, but then also a bunch of other workshops that are all based on like three core pillars, live fuller, connect deeper, and be happier. Um, so if anybody wants a workshop for their team and believes in this you know, motivation from the inside out, then just reach out to me on LinkedIn, Nini Fritz. I think there's probably only one. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, for anyone else who just uh, uh, wants to like follow my life, maybe, um, it's on Instagram, Nini underscore quarantini. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that is literally just like a mix of my life. So it's nothing professional. It's just me being me. Um, and yeah, that's how people can find me. Um, or also, of course, send me an email, nini at theworkhappinessproject.com. Um, and yeah, anything. Like I'm grateful for any feedback. Um, also, if you listen to this uh, episode and you know, you had this light bulb moment or like this one quote that really stood out and had like an effect on you. It's like, please, please share it. Like sometimes I don't know mm. if anyone listens, if anyone like took something away from it. So if you listen to that and it did have an effect on you, it's like, please let Lucy know, let me know, like feel free to share it with others, but it's not meant as like shameless self-promotion. It's more about mm. the ripple effect I want to create and like inspire people. And I truly hope like this message motivates someone to do something they haven't dared to do before. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that, wow. Thank you so much for your time today, Nini. I mean, like, Thank I appreciate you. you. Uh, that's it for today. Anything that you want to say more? I think uh, I'm going to link everything, yeah. you know, in the show notes. Uh, so, yeah, she's an amazing person. Definitely <laughs> connect with her on LinkedIn. Message her. Um, how Let her know how amazing she is because I know she is. Um, yeah, that's it for today. Thank you so much, I Nini. I want to say one more thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. 
I also want to acknowledge how freaking amazing you are, Lucy. Honestly, like Lucy connected with me maybe two weeks ago on LinkedIn yeah. and sent me like the nicest message. There's a lot of like copy and paste and like people trying to sell you something on LinkedIn. But like I read Lucy's message and I literally wrote down in my gratitude journal that day. It's like, wow, like you said something like you, I felt like you really took the time to read um, my resume and like you know, like dig deep into what I've done and not just the last year, but like literally everything that's listed on it. And like, yeah, she said, she said something like jaw dropping (laughs) or something like that was so rewarding for me personally, because this unconventional lifestyle, you know, definitely comes with fair share of like challenges, judgments, like, you know, and someone seeing that and honoring that and like celebrating you for choosing that path um, in such a genuine and authentic way. Um, and then asking so many like brilliant questions. Um, thank you so much. And like, you know, if we wouldn't have this episode, who knows, like how many people would not have been motivated to do certain things. So I mean, I'm your guest, I answer the questions, but you invited me and you created the podcast. So without you, that whole motivation and inspiration would not have happened. So this is teamwork. <laughs> wow. Today, like, okay, today is the best day of like in 2023. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I'm genuinely saying that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of feelings. I mean, honestly, my my heart is like full. Like this oh. is the feeling when my heart is full. Now I know. Well, <laughs> never settle for less. <laughs> exactly. Yes. 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 Find the man who makes you feel that way. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Hey, that's yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Nini. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us this week. Hope you learned something new from this episode and now you are motivated and fired up to make your dream come true. Make sure to share with others who might need to listen to this podcast because this is something they needed to listen to to be inspired. We never know. Lastly, be sure to subscribe and follow Self Made Express with Lucy John on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And I will talk to you very soon. Thanks for being here. <laughs>